It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what is going on, everyone? Today, me and Matt Gajewski are going to be doing a 12-team half PPR mock draft over on Sleeper. The roster positions of today's video is one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, as well as a flex and six bench spots. We decided to get rid of the kicker and the defense in today's mock draft because it is in August and our breakdown of why we draft a kicker or defense is going to be just because they're probably the highest ranked player and there's not going to be the greatest level of type of analysis on that so today me and matt are going to be doing this on sleeper like i said he is doing this from the fifth overall slot and i'm gonna be drafting from the nine overall spot how are you doing today matt i'm doing great the season's heating up training camp is about to start some players are already reporting so i'm excited to get into this me too so let's pull up the draft right now and then we're gonna get into things so you're sitting at the five overall spot where's your favorite spot to be drafting right now in fantasy football drafts at the top of drafts if i can get one of those elite running backs where i can really anchor my team and find a ceiling touch wise i'm going to try to do that sometimes cooper cup comes off the board early so i'm optimistic i can get one of these players and i'm personally a little more bullish on dalvin cook than some others in the industry so he's been kind of a nice fallback player for me who sometimes goes a little later. I know you're at nine, though. What, what's typically your strategy later in drafts? Yeah, I typically just wait to see what is going to be happening. I like to get at least one running back in the first two rounds. But again, I'm not really trying to set myself into some type of a box and force myself because if I don't like the running backs there, then I'm just going to go ahead and wait into the second, third round and maybe take my first running back. But in the first two picks, typically, I do like to leave with one running back. And I think this nine spot does help me do that because I still do like the running backs in the later first round, where some people seem to have a real clear top five. And then after that, it does seem to be a little up in the air. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I think even at the end of drafts, if you're drafting nine, 10, 11, 12, trying to find a running back in that range is solid because the position does drop off a little bit. So even if it's like a DeAndre Swift and Aaron Jones, whoever it may be later in that range, I do like that strategy as well. Alrighty, so we are going to begin the draft here, and then we're going to just talk a little bit about the picks between us. I'll just read off the picks, and then Matt can make his pick, and then I'll make my pick, obviously. So Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and you are up. What are you looking to do here? So the highest player on my board right now is still Dalvin Cook. I think there might be some pushback from some people because Cooper Cup is there, but I think receiver is a little bit deeper and more volatile at the top. Cooper Cup is an aging player, which is contrary to what some may say. So to me, you can get the workhorse running back in Dalvin Cook. And honestly, this is seasonal. So this is a place where you might consider handcuffing your backs. 
among the backs that just went, I do think Dalvin has the most clear handcuffs. So in the position I'm in right now, I'm comfortable reaching around to secure the Minnesota backfield, getting Alexander Madison later. So to me, I'm going to take the easy pick, Dalvin Cook. All right. I do not definitely disagree with that pick. I think I personally probably would have went with Cooper Cup, but there are going to be drafts where it is very running back heavy in the first eight picks, and you might not even see Cooper Cup come off the board. Really just depends on the draft room. So after you go with Cook, comes Najee Harris, Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon. I am back up on the board here. And while I would normally go with a running back at this spot, to be honest with you, since seven are already off the board, I'm just going to take the best receiver available and hop on the Minnesota Vikings train with you and go with Justin Jefferson. I think you could take Jefferson, Chase, or Adams here. To me, there isn't that much of a difference. I think the Minnesota Vikings offense is going to be a little bit more pass heavy, but with Matt taking Dalvin Cook, I think that could even help out Dalvin Cook a ton because maybe the team will be in better scoring situations. So my pick here will be Justin Jefferson. After I go with Jefferson, comes Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, and Nicholas Chubb, and then Stefan Diggs. So I'm back up on the board here. And we are almost in a situation where I want to go with double wide receiver here. Running back still available, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, Aaron Jones. Looking at the wide receiver core here, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill. I do like some of these wide receivers here, but I'm just going to go with the best running back available. I think he is Drastically underrated on sleeper as player 24 in the rankings. We're going to go with Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be pretty fine this year in Green Bay. And I don't think Devontae Adams leaving is going to destroy Aaron Jones. It may even help him get a couple more receptions. Love that pick. I think Aaron Jones is solid. In between us, Alvin Kamara went an egregious reach in, in sleeper right now. He shouldn't be going off the board before the third round with the suspension looming. Tyreek Hill and CD Lamb come off the board right before me, which makes things tricky. Because I do view there being a mini tier break here in terms of receiver. But one player I continue to push up the board is Mike Evans. Right now, when you look at his counterparts at running backs, there's questions with all of them. Like Saquon Barkley, can he get back to form? Javante Williams, potential timeshare with Gordon. Leonard Fournette, is he 260 pounds? I sure don't know. But Mike Evans, he's a player without questions in the Tampa Bay offense, which is going to be among the fastest and pass heaviest in the league. And Chris Godwin set to start the year on PUP with an unknown length of absence. So I'm going to go Mike Evans. And then after that, it went Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Josh Allen, Cam Akers, Kyle Pitts, and back to me. Not many receivers went off the board in that span, just Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. We had a quarterback and two tight ends go, but I, I think I made out pretty well here with Keenan Allen and T. Higgins still on the board. To me, just looking at my ranks, the higher player overall is T. Higgins by one slot. He is the younger player, and he actually out-targeted Jamar Chase on a per-game basis last year. I think there is a lot of ceiling with T. Higgins, and there might be some volatility week-to-week just having to compete with Jamar Chase, but he's still the player I'm going to go with here. A little surprise he made it this far. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised as well. I definitely do not disagree with that pick. I like T. Higgins a ton this year, and obviously just getting any receiver on such a good offense like the Bengals makes a lot of sense. So after that, we see Zeke, Keenan Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Now, my pick here is a little bit difficult because at some point, I feel as though I have to pull the trigger on Javante Williams because he's just so talented. If Melvin Gordon was to go down, then this guy could really be a top five running back in fantasy football. Vice versa could be said if Javante goes down, Gordon's going to be the guy. But to me, I am still very high on James Conner. I think me and you are both kind of 
riding the same wave with James Conner. I understand that he was very inefficient last year. The reason why he did so well was because he scored a zillion touchdowns. But I think this year, even if he doesn't score as many touchdowns, he'll be a little bit more efficient. And he has a pretty clear stranglehold over this backfield with Chase Edmonds in Miami. So I'm very confident when it comes to James Conner this year. Most people say that's a reach ahead of Javante Williams. But if I'm being honest with you, I'd rather get a guy that I know is going to be the workhorse back over a guy that I feel like is going to be stuck in a 60-40 split in Denver. So after I go with James Conner comes Javante Williams, David Montgomery, George Kittle, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, and Darren Waller. All of the big five tight ends are already off the board at this point. Only one quarterback off the board. I'm not going to be going with a quarterback, though. I'm just going to take the best player available. And in my opinion, that is wide receiver Deontay Johnson. I know you may be out on Deontay Johnson. It seems like a lot of people are out on Deontay Johnson but I do really believe that he is the best player on this team and that even with the change of quarterback position, they will still be feeding this guy the ball. And I think Deontay Johnson is a little bit better of a wide receiver than people give him credit for. If you didn't want to go Johnson, you could certainly go with Pittman or Waddle, but uh, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson here. Yeah, Pittman would have been the pick for me, but the only pushback I have on James Conner is that he wasn't efficient. I love the pick. I think he's a better pick overall than Javante. And he's a player that was 12th in forced missed tackles last year. You look at the Arizona Cardinals, they graded out 25th, according to PFF. So it's not like this guy was working with a lot of room to run. I love Connor. I think the offensive line has improved and the situation's better. Between our picks went Brees Hall, Justin Herbert, and Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne was the player I really wanted in this spot. The running backs that are on the board now are Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Damian Harris. They all have a significant question. So we're looking at a pretty significant tier break here. I'm going to turn back to the wide receiver position with all the big tight ends off the board. At the top, we have Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, and Michael Pittman. So the player I said I would have taken at your pick luckily fell to me. It is Michael Pittman getting a significant quarterback upgrade in Matt Ryan, who was already extremely efficient in a yards per route run stance, and he has a monstrous target share in the offense without really any competition. So Pittman, easy pick for me. After that, Terry McLaurin goes Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Josh Jacobs, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddell. We had a little mini run on receivers there. Seven went in between. And now I feel okay taking a quarterback here. I kind of have my pick of the litter between Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, who I have next to each other in the rankings. Lamar Jackson's actually my QB2. Kyler's my QB3. Without really loving what's coming up to me in terms of value at the receiver, tight end, or running back position, I'm okay taking a quarterback that does have a ceiling if it comes via rushing. And Lamar Jackson, he's a little bit better, in my opinion, just because of the raw volume on the ground. So I will take him and get my my quarterback centerpiece. Yeah, I'm definitely fine doing that. I think in the first four rounds, I kind of stay away from quarterback. But once the fifth round starts is when I kind of feel comfortable taking the quarterback, especially with the team you have, right? You already have three excellent receivers, one kind of hero running back with the build you have right now. So I like Lamar Jackson a ton after him with Lamar Jackson. Portland Sutton, DK Metcalf, and Elijah Mitchell. I actually think Elijah Mitchell is probably the most interesting pick in fantasy football right now inside the top five rounds because he's either going to be an absolute stud or be on the bench in week three, and I really don't <laughs> know what the answer is to that equation. So it's very interesting. So I'm back up on the board here. I don't understand why people like Hollywood Brown so much. I think he is going to 
be a good enough player. But the problem is that I think DeAndre Hopkins, when he returns, it's just going to destroy any value he has. So I'm going to go wide receiver. While I have talked a lot about Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, I think I like Allen Robinson just slightly more, even though he's the number two receiver on the team. I understand he was awful on the Bears last season, but I think he bounces back this year in L.A. with a great quarterback in Matthew Stafford. So after I go with Allen Robinson, Kyler comes off the board, Joe Burrow, Damian Harris, Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Clyde Edwards-Lair. Like you kind of pointed out, we're in the running back range where things are basically dead. Whereas I feel as though if I take a running back here, I don't even love it. I'd rather just wait another round and then just dig a little bit deeper at the running back position. And I do feel comfortable with Jones and Connor to the point where I don't think I have to reach at quarterback. My favorite pick here would be Jalen Hurts, tight end. There isn't really anything special for me. So I'm either going to go quarterback or wide receiver here. And I'm just going to end up pulling the trigger a little early on quarterback and go with Jalen Hurts. I think he has very similar upside as a guy like Lamar Jackson, like Kyler Murray, because of the rushing upside. I think Philly might look to pass the ball a little bit more this year now that they added in A.J. Brown. So I think Hurts has an upgraded offense as a whole, and I think he's going to get even better in his third year. I like Jalen Hurts a ton this year, and I'm fine drafting him as a top six, top seven quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, there's a little nuance to this. A lot of the leagues you and I play might be a sharper. We're drafting in June and stuff. So if you know your league devalues quarterbacks a little, you don't have to take one in the top six rounds. But if you're in a league like this that we're playing right now where Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Lamar, Kyler, they're already gone, then you might want to get a quarterback with some of the upside that Hurts has. So I like what you did. I think it's fine depending on your league. In between us when Hawkinson... Marquise Brown, Dalton Schultz, not interested in either of the tight ends. It is too early considering they're probably going to produce at the same level as some of the other players behind them. So I'm going to look back to wide receiver. It's a tough spot to be in in terms of what is available at the running back position. And to me, there is a target monster still on the board. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. It is Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears. No, he's not on the most efficient offense, but he is poised for a monstrous target share a la like a Brandon Cooks last year where the number two receiver is some combination of Byron Pringle or Vellish Jones. I mean, they just traded for Nikhil Harry. All that to say, Darnell Mooney is going to be a target monster. I will take him in the sixth round. And afterwards comes Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, AJ Dillon, Dak Prescott, Kenneth Walker, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Wilson. And it is back to me on the board. The top running backs are Kareem Hunt, Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard. I think the most interesting player in this range is probably Cordero Patterson. And he's really the only back that has a stranglehold on the job at this point in the draft. Behind him, you're looking at like a fifth-round rookie in Tyler Algier or some combination of like a Kadri Allison. I don't really think there's any competition here for Patterson. And he was one of the most efficient runners in the NFL prior to the ankle sprain he sustained late in the year. So I will take him to be my RB2 alongside Dalvin Cook. All right. I like that pick. So after Cordero Patterson comes Tom Brady, Drake, London, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, I kind of agree with you that the tight end position, these guys are kind of just all in some group together where I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. But based on the fact that I did draft Jalen Hurts, I don't think stacking is as important in redraft as it is in best ball or in DFS, but I'll go ahead and get Dallas Goddard. I understand that they added AJ Brown to the team, but it did appear last year that Jalen Hurts loved to throw the ball to Goddard. Zach Ertz is no longer there, obviously now in Arizona. So I'm very comfortable drafting Dallas Goddard here. I think his touchdown upside is pretty decent and I'm fine doing a mini stack in a redraft league. I think going full on getting two receivers and a tight end from the same team is fucking crazy in redraft, but I'm going to go ahead and get 
Dallas Goddard here. And I think he does have top five tight end potential. So after that, we see Gabe Davis, Traylon Burks, A.A. Ron Rogers, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Bateman, and Tony Pollard. Looking for me on the board here, I am probably going to just go with another running back and get a guy that I still feel pretty comfortable with, and that's Devin Singletary. I think he's going to be the lead back on Buffalo. I think that James Cook is going to play some factor into this equation. I don't think he's just going to be a nobody, but I do think Devin Singletary is pretty locked in to be the number one and number two back like on the first and second down I think Devin Singletary doesn't have the greatest pass catching upside but he's still pretty talented and we saw down the stretch last season just how good he really is and if he continues that he could be dangerous in fantasy especially on such a good offense like the Buffalo Bills yeah I like your picks to your point on stacking if it happens it happens I'm just taking the best players in season long I, I don't care about stacks whatsoever if they happen naturally because they're the best best players available fantastic otherwise it's not something to be forced I think Singletary is a fine pick there as well. Then went Elijah Moore, Dawson Knox, and Devontae Smith. And I'm on the board. Chase Edmonds is there. He's without a doubt the highest player on my board. The lead back in Miami, likely going to be a timeshare. However, Mike McDaniel's offense brought over from San Francisco should increase the rushing opportunities for the offense. And even in a timeshare, Chase Edmonds looks like the lead back. I'm also a little weaker at that position, so it gives me a little bit of depth. Then went Garrett Wilson. Hunter Renfro, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, Matthew Stafford, Zach Ertz. And again, I'm going to take my highest running back on the board. It is James Cook. I agree with everything you said about Devin Singletary, but James Cook is certainly going to handle third downs. Buffalo projected the entire offseason that they do not trust Devin Singletary on third down, whether it was the failed J.D. McKissick signing and then taking a day two pick on Cook. Then if anything goes wrong with Singletary, he's inefficient or he gets hurt. You could be looking at a workhorse role for Cook in the best offense in football. So at this point, ninth round, I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm fine with that pick as well. So after you went, James Cook came a running back that I really like, Rashad Penny, followed by Ronald Jones, who's apparently going to get cut, but I highly doubt that. And then uh, Robert Woods. So we're back up on the board here. And in my opinion, with the wide receivers I have, I already have Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, and Allen Robinson. I want to go ahead and shoot for the most upside possible here. So I'm going to go with a pick that I believe is very risky. I wouldn't do this in every single draft. I'm going to go with Christian Watson. I actually am probably out on Christian Watson in most situations, but I think there is still that hidden upside that he is the number one receiver on the team. Could he end up being an absolute bust in the ninth round? 100%. But because I'm already confident in my wide receivers, I'm fine taking that risk, and I think there's going to be another wide receiver available for me in the 10th round that could, you know, fill that gap as long as Christian Watson, if Christian Watson ends up being a bust, but he got picked anyway. So after I went with Watson. Was it Russell Gage? Yeah, it was Russell Gage. Yeah, Russell Gage is the guy I would have picked without a doubt. Yeah, I like Russell Gage a ton. I just wanted to go for something a little bit different than I normally would do. So after that, Trey Lance, Chase Claypool, Christian Kirk, Russell Gage, Melvin Gordon. So I am going to go wide receiver again here, and I'm going to keep hunting for the moon, shooting for the moon, because I do feel comfortable with my wide receiver core. And I'm going to go with MVS. I don't know who the number one receiver is in Kansas City. It might end up being none of these guys. It's just going to end up being Travis Kelsey, and then everyone else is kind of just splitting work there and no one ends up really pulling ahead but i do think mvs showed me enough in green bay again he's not Devonte adams or something like that but he is pretty fast and i think pat mahomes will be able to throw him the ball deep down the field i'm believing heavily in mvs this year if he ends up missing then i'm gonna look like a bit of a buffoon because of how much i've already drafted him in best ball but hey i'm willing to take the shot on an offense like the kansas city chiefs yeah why why not he's the receiver they paid the most money 
After him went Michael Carter to the Jets, Ramondre Stevenson, and Alan Lazard. So I'm on the clock. It's very clear, in my opinion, who I should take, and that's Kadarius Tony, wide receiver one for the New York Giants. Had a breakout season last year in terms of efficiency and yards per route run and a monstrous target share. His issue is staying on the field. He's been healthy, and we'll cross our fingers that he stays healthy through the regular season. He's the wide receiver one for a Brian Dable-led offense, which should be far more pass-heavy and running more four-wide. I will take Tony. After him went Derek Carr, Damian Pierce, Jamal Williams, James Robinson, who might not play this year. Interesting pick by Team <laughs> 1. Michael Gallup, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White, Alexander Madison, which is just the heartbreak of all heartbreaks for me, went one pick ahead of me, and he was my handcuff. But, guys, this happens in drafts, and you need to be prepared for it. So luckily I'm already pretty deep at running back, but now I think more than ever, I might want to circle back to the position at some point in drafts. Tight end is still kind of a disaster right now. Cole Komet, Mike Jasicki, Hunter Henry is probably the best on the board, but I still don't want any part of this position. So I'm going to circle back to wide receiver and take a look at the board here. And honestly, I think one of the best strategies for me right now is just to double down on the Giants receivers and take whoever ends up as the wide receiver one. Kenny Galladay has a decent shot. He's only one year removed from being Basically an all-pro candidate, and last year he dealt with injuries that started in the preseason all through the regular season. So I'm hoping either Tony or Galladay can break out and be that alpha. And it doesn't matter because one of them is a late-round pick. The other can be cut. So hopefully I find that that winner there. Yeah, I agree with that. I love getting these Giants wide receivers a ton, especially later on in drafts. So before we get on into my pick, I'd just like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor today's video, Underdog Fantasy, which is the best place to play fantasy football this summer. The Best Ball Mania 3 tournament has $10 million in total prize money, $2 million to first place. All you got to do is draft your team, and that's it. My favorite part about fantasy football is the drafts. I love doing these mock drafts, the best ball drafts, and you don't have to worry about waivers, sitting there on Tuesday night like an idiot hours trying to figure out who to pick up and then you don't have to worry about trading either there's no in-season management underdog will automatically just give you the best roster every single week last year's best ball mania champion drafted in june it's july but they drafted in june so there's really no need to wait in my opinion underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 when you use promo code awesome a-w-e-s-e-m-o which is good for four entries into bbm3 or if you wait until august 1st the puppy number three will be released. That's 20 entries into the puppy three. And then head on over to underdogfantasy.com or in the app store, or just click on the link in the video description. It's probably also in the pinned comment. If we remember to do that again, promo code awesome. I'll make sure you guys check that out. We do tons of drafts over on there. So I'm back up on the board after you went with Galladay came Mike Gasicki. You like that Kirk Cousins and then Tyler Boyd. So now it is my pick. I don't love the running backs available at this point, so I'm probably just going to continue to stay away. I already have three that I'm pretty comfortable with, so I'm going to go wide receiver yet again. And since it was reported that my guy, Michael Thomas, is now going to start the season on the pup, Jarvis Landry now seems even more interesting. He was already interesting. Now I feel even more interested in him. So after that, uh, we see Jahan Dotson come off the board, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Tua Tungavailoa, Marlon Mack, and Justin Fields. I only have three running backs, so I certainly need to draft another one. And I'm just going to go with the most high upside pick at the position. I actually agree with you that I think Cordero Patterson probably is going to be the guy. But when we're this deep down in the draft, I might as well just take a shot from half court Stephen Curry style and draft Tyler Algier. And there is an off chance that maybe he does at some point in the season become the lead back on the Falcons. And I understand the Falcons are a bad team, but you don't need to be on the best team at the running back position to succeed. So I'll go with Tyler Algier at this pick. 
James Robinson taught us that, and he's going to be out for the year, and he's still getting drafted in the tenth round by team number one. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on bad teams can produce running backs. After that, when Albert Akwe Boonham, Naheem Hines, and Rondale Moore, we only have two picks left, and I believe yeah, we're in the second to last round right now. I don't have a tight end yet, and neither do you, but I think we can still wait. So. I'm going to take my favorite running back on the board. It is Gus Edwards. Again, I missed on my handcuff, Alexander Madison, by one pick. So I kind of need to bolster this position. J.K. Dobbins is going to start the year on the pup, allegedly, no matter what Rab report and, and Dob- or Dobbins argue with back and forth on the internet. But <laughs> Gus Edwards is going to be a factor no matter what, when they're both healthy. He's extremely efficient, and we've seen it already in his career. After Edwins, Edwards went Pickens, Daryl Henderson, Irv Smith, Deshaun Watson, David Njoku, Kenneth Gainwell, Noah Fant, and Jacoby Myers. I'm looking at the top of the tight end board, and man, they're still listing Rob Gronkowski. Nick, if if only we could bank on Rob Gronkowski playing, but instead, I'm going to take a safe approach. LA Rams tight end Tyler Higbee. No, he's not efficient. No, he's not sexy, but he does have an every down roll on an offense that's going to score a ton of touchdowns this year. So I'm just going to take the safety with Higbee at this spot. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. After Higby, Trevor Lawrence, Raheem Mostert, and Alex Pierce are Alex Pierce. I actually did take a tight end earlier, and based on where I drafted things, I probably would have been just fine here taking Robert Tunyon if I knew he would be healthy. But I already took Dallas Goddard, so I'm just going to go running back yet again here to close out the draft. And again, I'm just going to hunt for upside. I think the safest pick here is McKissick. He's going to catch some passes in Washington. But He's not going to win you your league. You want to know who could win you your league? Some running back on the San Francisco 49ers that you've probably never heard of, but he was drafted this year. Tyrion Davis-Price, you've obviously heard of him, but I'm talking about the audience as a whole because he's just a random guy on San Francisco. That's what they do. They use the random guys. I love Elijah Mitchell, but there's still a shot that Tyrion Davis-Price just magically plays. There's a shot that Shanahan calls one of us up to go run the ball for the team, so... I'm going to go with Tyrion Davis-Price again. Is he a lock to play at all this season? No, but the upside is immense with him. So uh, before we get on out of here, would you like to recap your team for us? Yeah, so I was picking out of the five spot. Went Dalvin Cook, number one, hoping to get my handcuff later, which I missed. Round two, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Lamar Jackson got my quarterback in round five. Darnell Mooney, at that point, I only have one running back. So then I went three in a row with Cordero Patterson, Chase Edmonds, James Cook. Got both New York receivers, Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay, hoping one of them truly breaks out. Gus Edwards to round out running back, and then a safe tight end in the final round in Tyler Higby. How how does your team look? All right, I like your team. My team is we both went Minnesota in the first round. I went with Justin Jefferson, followed by Aaron Jones, James Conner, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Devin Singletary, Christian Watson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jarvis Landry, Algier, and then Tyrion Davis-Price. I probably would like my team a little bit better if instead of risking it all and drafting Christian Watson, I just drafted Russell Gage, who I'm very confident in. But hey, I think my team is all right. And at the end of the day, in these mock drafts, you want to be trying different things. You don't want to just do the same strategy every time. So I tried to go a little bit different than what I would normally do. Yeah, I like your team a lot. It's very balanced, and I love James Conner, as you as you very well know. And I think you took a right approach late in drafts. I mean, at the round where you took Watson, Marquez, Valdez-Scantling, like those players don't pan out. You just cut them for whoever's good on the waiver wire. But if they hit, you could be looking at season winners. So I, I love that approach. Yeah, I completely agree. So do you got anything else to add on here to the draft before you head on out of here? No, uh, everyone in the comment section, let us know what you think of our teams, where you maybe would have differed and chosen a different player. would love to hear all the feedback, and we'll certainly get back to you.
Awesome. Yeah, make sure you guys do do that. Make sure while you're down there, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. I edited this video, so you probably saw that cool subscribe graphic that was made for us like a million times because I just put it on there a million times. Make sure people remember to hit the subscribe button. So please make sure you do that. I really appreciate that. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt underscore Kajeski. Follow me at Notorious FNTSY. I appreciate all of you guys. And please make sure you do check out Underdog Fantasy promo code AWESOMO. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. And I'll see you guys in the next video.